welcome to Saturday Night Slashers. Hi everyone, I'm your host Brian. This episode I would like to talk about 1981's slasher classic Maniac, starring Joe Spinell. The movie is about a troubled New York photographer by the name of Frank Zito. Now, sure during the day, Frank Zito seems like a normal guy, but at night, something happens. I don't know if it's a switch, if he has multiple personalities or whatever, but as soon as it gets dark, he decides to hit the streets and find anybody to kill, usually women. And when he kills them, he takes a souvenir. He scalps them and then takes the scalp back home and staples it onto mannequins, which he dresses and places around his house. Sitting at the dinner table, he has conversations with them. He even sometimes puts them in bed and uh, sleeps with them. So that's where the title comes into play. You know, Frank's a very sick guy, so you can definitely call him a maniac. So for the first 30 minutes of the film, you see Frank going around New York committing these terrible, grisly murders and then waking up the next morning in his normal personality and grieving for what he's done and trying to figure out a way to make it stop. Now, at about the 45-minute mark of the film, the movie almost becomes another movie within this movie, and it starts focusing on Frank's normal personality, the New York City photographer, and him trying to pursue a relationship with a model he just met. This segment of the film goes on to show that Normal Frank's an actually a really likable, gentle guy, and I'm not sure why they really decided to do this. I don't know if they needed to pad the runtime, but if my main guess would be they're trying to make you feel sympathetic for Frank because up until this point, he's just been nothing but a brutal murderer, and they're trying to make you uh, feel bad for him when you see the final act of the film. That finale starts at about the 65 to 70 minute mark of the film. Um, there you see Frank go to a cemetery, kneel down, and start crying at a grave. That grave is his recently uh, deceased mother. From there, the movie starts showing you all these flashbacks as Frank is a child, and all the brutal, evil things his mom used to do to him, in a way, kind of creating his alternate personality, something that he's held back. But since she's recently deceased, and he's sad about this, it's brought up all these issues, and now that's sent him on a killing spree. And more importantly, since it was his mother that did all these terrible, horrible things to him, that has created some kind of weird distrust, hate for women. And that's why his alternate personality is doing these brutal murders, mostly on women. Once the flashbacks stop, you then see Frank kneeling at his mother's grave. When all of a sudden, a skeleton hand comes out of the grave and holds Frank down. He fights, fights, and eventually he gets free and he runs back to his apartment which sets up one of the most rememberable twist endings of any 1980s horror film. Now, I'm not going to spoil this ending for you because I uh, kind of want you to watch it for yourself to see just how good it is, but there is a good chance that you've heard what the ending is, you just don't realize it. it's this movie. Now, I'm pretty sure this movie didn't do huge box office numbers, and due to its extreme violence and mature themes, it was probably only showed at late night, midnight screenings. Now, that being said, once this movie hit video stores and people noticed its rememberable cover, it soon got noticed and uh, quickly became a cult classic. Now, if you're not quite sure of what that cover looked like, it showed the bottom torso of a serial killer holding a bloody knife and the decapitated head of a blonde woman. All right, so now 
let's go over the pros and cons of Maniac. The first huge pro of this movie is Joe Spinell's acting. This movie was actually Spinell's first leading role. Up until then, he was a heavy or a thug in most movies. Mostly remembered for being in The Godfather 1 and 2 and in the Rocky series. And if you're wondering which character he played in Rocky 1 and 2, that was the mob boss, Godzo, that uh, Rocky worked for. And the fact that he's in Rocky 1 and 2 is actually kind of an interesting story. You see, Joe Spinell, being an Italian-American, he kind of embraced the mob-style life. That's why he was mostly mobsters in movies. But uh, he was the kind of guy that would give his shirt off the back to help out starting actors. And in fact, when Sylvester Stallone was starting out and didn't have a place to live, he let him crash at his house and sleep on the couch. So when Stallone made Rocky, he put his friend Joe Spinell in it to give him a start. And I believe Spinell is also in his film Nighthawks as well. So the fact that all of Spinell's previous acting roles were heavies or thugs makes him perfect for this role. He's incredibly intimidating and scary in this movie, and he was the perfect actor for this role. In fact, Spinell's acting job in this movie got him noticed so much that he started getting more offers to be the lead in horror films. He also starred in 1981's The Last Horror Show and 1988's The Undertaker. And some believe if he hadn't died early, uh, he would be the next big horror actor slash villain. Spinell died in 1989 at, I believe, the age of 49. Uh, his death is kind of up in question. What exactly did he die of? Some people say he died of a heart attack due to his heavy party and lifestyle of drinking and possible drug use. Some other people say due to personal issues in his life, he committed suicide. Apparently, Joe was a uh, hemophiliac. So some people say he cut himself. And then due to the fact that his blood couldn't clot, being a hemophiliac, like I was saying, he bled to death. The next pro of this movie would definitely be the kills. And if you're a true slasher fan, man, did this movie have some good uh, kills in it. First, you have a couple, and I believe they're killed by having their throats slashed with a razor blade. Next, you see a woman that is choked to death, and then uh, Zito takes the razor blade out and scalps her. The third set of murders is probably the most memorable, and it features actor slash special effects expert Tom Sabini. Uh, during this scene, him and his girlfriend are at the Brooklyn Bridge making out, where Zito jumps onto the car hood. Pulls out, pulls out a shotgun and shoots Savini's uh, character in the face and you see his head explode. Next, you get Zito chasing a female through the subway system and when she tries to hide in the bathroom, he jumps out of nowhere with a sword and stabs her to death. Finally, you get the twist shock ending where you see how Frank Zito is brought to justice or more importantly, how he has to pay for the crimes he committed. Now, let's move on to the cons. The only negative you may find with this film is the fact that it is low budget. If the rumors are true, a lot of times the filming crew didn't even have permits to film in New York City. So most of the times the actors would run to the location, film the scene real quick of one or two quick takes, and then dip out. So they didn't really have much time to get the scenes perfect. It usually it pulls off well, but there are a few scenes where you could tell if they had multiple chances to shoot it, it would be better. Now, to give the movie a rating, I would definitely say this version of the film is definitely like a 7.5 out of 10. 
Uh, it's definitely not a movie that's going to win any Oscars or anything like that. But it is what it says it is. It's a good slasher film that keeps you entertained. And the ending will have you shocked and having you talking about the film for years to come. I definitely feel that Maniac was a movie ahead of its time due to the subject matter. Uh, believe it or not, it was actually remade in 2012. And in that version, the killer is played by Elijah Wood. So, I highly recommend that you go check out the 1981 film Maniac. It's usually on Tubi for free viewing. And I'd like to know what you uh, thought about the movie. In fact, you can message me on the podcast's Instagram page. Just search for Saturday underscore night underscore slashers. I would love to hear your review of the film or anything you think I could add it to it as well. Well, until then, have a good night. If you like this episode, please like and subscribe to the podcast. That way you can get all future episodes.